Happy New Year and welcome back to the Porty Podcast. We start this year with a recent arrival in Portobello, Tills and Company. If you lived near the meadows, you'd know all about Tills. It's been established there for many years. It specialises mainly in second-hand books. But just over six months ago, it opened up a branch in Portobello, in a prime position close to Brighton Place. The offering here is a little different to that in the south side. Oh yes, you'll find second-hand books, but it also has a popular cafe. I caught up with owner Joshua McNamara, along with Amanda Dever, who runs the cafe, to find out more about the business. I started by asking Joshua about the origins of Tills. Myself and my wife Kate, in 2019, we took over Rick Till's shop at the edge of the meadows near Summerhall. Rick Till had run it from 1985, I think. Brother of a famous Canadian rock musician. I think that generation of migratory male in the 80s did things like antiquarian bookshops and old bookshops and secondhand bookshops and junk shops. And as part of that, we decided to sell up and to move on. And they had interest from developers to turn his shop into a um, residential and to flats and so forth. And he held off and wanted someone who could run it as a bookshop. And luckily, Kate and myself had just moved back to Edinburgh from Australia. And Kate had this vision of uh, using a bookshop as the basis for a cultural space where we could do talks and events and engage with the community about literature and literacy. And so we took over Tills and we renovated it during lockdown, which was fortuitous. It is essentially a second-hand bookshop. So, so Tills is almost primarily second-hand books. Say 80% of our books come from our immediate community around the Lothians. Sometimes I venture up into Fife across to Glasgow. Foreign country. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, go, we occasionally go to the Highlands. I go as high as Pitlochry. Maybe percent of our stock comes locally. A small portion of our stock comes from dealers we work with online as well. And then we have a small focus collection of new books that are only works in translation, which is a project that we host in our shops. So do you actually have, shall I say, antiquarian books? So it's published in the 19th century, that sort of thing. I've sold a book uh, last year published in 1596, handwritten by an Italian monk. We come across very old books. Sometimes there are more modern books that are still very valuable. So in less antiquarian and more in the rare book world, and we do have those. We have little cabinets in both of our shops, but the very valuable things we keep aside for, we trade online with them. And we have a website that we're... Recently, this shop at Porty picked up a first edition of Oliver Twist. So that's in our little catalogue to be released fairly soon. So we do, we find antiquarian books. We don't specialise in antiquarian books. For antiquarian books in Edinburgh, you're looking at people like McNaughton's who are experts in that specific field. Can I ask why you decided to open here in Portobello? I saw the space originally. It was a charity shop. I think most people in Portobello know that. It was a Salvation Army. And it had been left to kind of ruin a bit for about a year. And I saw it available for rent and I kind of flirted with the idea. But I ran the numbers for a bookshop and I just couldn't quite get them to line up. I didn't think that the footprint was going to be just too big, I think, for potentially the footfall we'd get here for just for selling books. And so I kind of put it on the back burner. And then Amanda, who's an old friend of our families, and we've been talking for a long time about Amanda, who's worked for a long time in the cafe industry, about whether or not Amanda's always wanted to kind of do a space and whether or not we could together. Yeah, combine that economy and create something that is maybe a little bit more economically stable for this size of property, because it is a lot bigger than you normally get for a, for a second-hand bookshop. I think Porty also has a reputation for being a very tight-knit community, and I think we wanted to create a space that was for that type of people, people who want to gather intergenerationally. I think that was one of the things that we thought about a lot, was that in the culture of the space, that we didn't want it to just be like a place that was just like too cool to like come and sit down and hang out. You know, 
depending on your age. <laughs> so I think the thing that has been like a bit of a joy to see is the fact that we appealed to young families and then those of a bit of an older generation. And it's nice to see that because it's really what we wanted to cultivate. We wanted to cultivate a space that genuinely had a welcoming feel for everyone. And of course, on a day like this, it's warm. <laughs> yes, inside. exactly. Yeah. So and, and you're providing hot drinks as well, which really does wash you up thoroughly. <laughs> exactly, but yeah. I do know that every time I go past here, there are people in here. Mm-hmm. And I also notice occasionally that they're the same people sitting at the same place. Yes, yeah. I think that there's loads of people who have come to find their favorite spots throughout the shop. And we are trying to be a successful business. That's not a secret to anyone who opens a business. But I think we also have a a heart for the people that are coming in and a desire to get to know them well, not just throw coffee in their face and try to sell them a book. But, you know, I think a fair amount of the regulars that come in, we know their names, we know their kids' names, we know what they're doing on the weekends and things like that. And I think that's an important part of the business to us is just that we are trying to make... I think the world is sometimes a very difficult place to be in for a million different reasons and so one of the things that's always appealed to me as an extrovert and as someone who loves working hospitality is the fact that someone can come in and you can make a small difference in their day even if it's just by simply serving them the best cup of coffee that you possibly can and so we do speciality coffee so that means we do a process called dialing in and that means that we take the coffee that we have we note the process that it's gone through and then we write up a recipe for it and then we follow that recipe until we get a new batch of coffee in and then we'll do the exact same thing again. Lots of people don't realize that since coffee is a natural product, everything from the moisture in the air to the temperature outside will affect the way that it will run on the machine and so you have to make adjustments for that. With that in mind, like we, we try to take extra care with those things and hopefully that reflects in also in the way that we treat our customers as well. Joshua, you've been here for what, now about six months? Mm. On that basis, mm. Do you feel, as a business, that it's worked? Yes, I do. I think we're still adjusting ourselves to the rhythms of Porty, Mm -hmm. and it is very different to my other business in the meadows. In the meadows, we are entirely at the whim of the seasonality of tourism and of student term times. Over the year, you can just see it moving exactly when school ends, when the Mm -hmm. students picks up for tourists and so on. Porty's a very different environment. We're still getting our feet here a little bit in terms of when people are up for a coffee when they're out about when they're staying home we can't quite figure it out yet it's a little bit all over the place sometimes we get very busy tuesdays i'm not sure why um yeah we're getting our feet and as a business i think it does work there are challenges that are unique to this space that we haven't had of course in our other space we have of course seating here and we encourage people to sit to drink and as a bookshop we won't be able to sit down and read as well and so we're trying to find a balance between offering people space in the cafe to come and be and then also people having space to sit for several hours and relax and kind of a bit of time away from life. And that's a balance we're still working on. Uh, we're also figuring out who the readers of Portobello are. The little tagline for our original business in the Meadows was home to the readers of Edinburgh. It turns out is actually we're probably the home to the readers of South Edinburgh. And now we're trying to figure out who the readers of Portobello are. They have different reading styles and habits. We sell things here that I didn't expect to sell quite as much. We sell a lot of children's books. We sell quite a large amount of crime, which is something you just cannot sell in the meadows. A lot of that, I think, has to do with the fact that we have the Portobello Book Festival. Right. And a lot of authors come to Portobello during that. And people get interested in certain genre in a way that they might not have been before. That is absolutely possible. We're not quite 100% sure exactly how the market here fits as a bookshop but we're learning and kind of getting used to it now 
And we're, I think we're finding our feet, basically. I'm beginning to readjust where we stock certain books between the two shops, beginning, beginning to understand where people are reading. But, you know, one of the main reasons why I wanted to do a bookshop in Portobello, before we'd even seen this space available, was the charity shops here. And when you go to the charity shops, there's a book buyer and seller, and you can immediately get a snapshot of what a community reads. Charity shops in Portobello stock just exceptionally good books. <laughs> and that's a sign that the people here are buying and reading and transacting exceptionally good and books. And recycling. And recycling, exactly. And so that's always a good sign for me when a community is engaging in reading good literature, interesting non-fiction, interesting essays, interesting pieces of art. It suggests to me that there's a readership and there's probably people. And the success of the Portobello Bookshop, which you mentioned earlier, down the road, and how that, the kind of space it's carved out in the community suggests to me that there was something here that could be done. But there was no second-hand bookshop here, and I thought that was something that was kind of missing, apart from the, the smaller libraries and the charity shops. There was no big collection of second-hand books for Portobello, and it seemed like a shame. It'll be interesting to see how Tills fits in with the well-established literary scene in Portobello, including the annual book festival. And that's it for another week. A quick reminder that if you know of any interesting projects you think would make a future episode, then get in touch via email at theportypodcast at gmail.com or use Facebook or X, Twitter as was. Thanks again for listening. Bye for now.